Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. MRN Crew Call is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Hey, it's Kyle Ricky with the Motor Racing Network, and welcome to another edition of Crew Call. Today, I'm going to be able to catch up with another one of our Motor Racing Network announcers, Kurt Becker, who's been on the air with us now here on MRN for 20 years, but does a lot more than just motorsports. He announces in the horse racing industry and in classic car auctions. We're going to catch up with Kurt, see what he's doing during this quarantine, and get to know more about what he does away from the NASCAR racetrack. That conversation's coming up next. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Back here on Crew Call on the Motor Racing Network, Kyle Ricky here quarantined in Killingly, Connecticut, joined by another one of our broadcasters here on MRN, Kurt Becker, who is quarantined, we think, in Altamont, Illinois. Kurt, how you doing? Kyle, all is well. It's a, it's a beautiful day here in central Illinois, and uh, yeah, we're, we're on lockdown through May 31st yet, but uh, I, I think you've got me beat in Connecticut. June 9th here in Ooh. Connecticut. So yeah, I got you beat by, uh, what, 10 or so days uh we're what seven or so weeks into this now what have you been doing with yourself well i've had uh, like a lot of folks I've, I've had a lot of unplanned time at home this spring uh you're right here in illinois our lockdown began on on march the 20th so uh, uh i think one thing that helps me is is i like to read uh, i like to read about history I, I love to take advantage i'm so glad we live in the day and age of technology if if we were on lockdown in the days prior to the internet, I would absolutely be stir crazy. But what I love about it is, at least if you're going to be stuck at home, uh, if you and if you like history, there are some great websites. Ancestry.com is one. Newspapers.com is another. You can go back, and if you're like me, and if you just want to learn about NASCAR history or your hometown history or your home state history, you can have a lot of fun doing it. And and with the technology comes the opportunity to do. Zoom calls, and I had no idea what Zoom was six weeks ago, and now every day I feel like we're using this more and more, and and I think this is the first time we have Zoomed together. I think it is, and I'm like you. I was unfamiliar. I had a a friend here locally in my hometown who had been telling me all winter about Zoom and how great it is, and uh, you know, it's one of those things, until you've got a reason to use it, you maybe don't take the same level of interest or enthusiasm that the other people around you have. This is fantastic. I'll, I'll tell you this, Kyle, uh, at, at my little country church, which sits out in the, literally in the middle of a bean field, 
uh, we've we've actually learned how to use this for meetings and such. Uh, if you if you would have told me that Altamont, Illinois, would become Zoom savvy, I mean, this is a, this is a town. My hometown is two thousand people. I would have never imagined this many people could get this tech savvy this fast. I'm surprised you're this tech savvy, to be totally <laughs> honest with you at this point. So we can like Zoom together all the time now. It'll be fun. Let's talk about your life. Uh, we know you as the broadcaster here on MRN. Uh, you've been with us now for a number of years, uh, what, 20 plus years, I think, here at MRN. But you do a lot when you're not at the racetrack with MRN as far as horse racing and harness racing and all sorts of of, of horse-related activity in central Illinois and in that part of the country. Kind of walk us through what you do in that world when you're not with us on the radio. Well, I actually grew up in a harness racing family. So for those that aren't familiar, harness racing or trotters and pacers, as as, uh, the layperson might say, harness horses pull the little buggy or the sulky behind with with a driver sitting in the sulky instead of a, a jockey on the horse's back. So that that was the family I grew up in. My my dad has called harness races for many, many years. And uh, and then I kind of drifted toward an interest in both NASCAR and thoroughbred racing. We we have a, a family relative, a, a cousin who taught automotive science at a junior college in central Illinois. And he was the, the member of our extended family who, when I was a kid, he would follow all forms of motorsport. And I can still remember he was a bachelor for a long time. And, and on occasion, he would come to our house on a Sunday afternoon. And I will never forget, he sat down one day and said, uh, he said, can we turn on the TV and check the Daytona 500? And, and that was 1978. That was actually the last year that ABC's Wide World Sports would give you little snippets of the 500, a few minutes here and a few minutes there. And the first image I ever saw of NASCAR was uh, Richard Petty, Daryl Waltrip, and David Pearson early in the Daytona 500 in 1978 battling for the lead. And, and I, there's no explaining it. There's no explaining why some sports take with some of us and others don't. And all I knew was when I saw that image on the screen, I was immediately hooked. I was thrilled. It, it was probably five or six years later before I found out that there was NASCAR on radio. And when I found that out and I learned about Motor Racing Network, I was ecstatic that I didn't have to be in front of a TV or in that era – I could I could follow races on the radio that weren't broadcast on television. If if you young race fans can't imagine a time like that, but but as far as the horses go, you're right, Kyle. When I'm when I'm not working with MRN, I still spend time a lot of time in the horse business. I'm fortunate to be the track announcer for Keeneland Racecourse. That's a thoroughbred track in Lexington, Kentucky, scheduled to host the Breeders' Cup later this year. And uh, usually this time of year, I'm I'm with the folks at uh, Horse Racing Radio Network covering the Triple Crown as an analyst. But, of course, uh, the the Triple Crown, like so many other things right now, is up in the air. And, for example, the Kentucky Derby, normally we would be headed to Churchill Downs this coming Saturday. That's been pushed back to Labor Day weekend, but but understandably so. I mean, we we all have to adjust right now to the circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Going to potentially be a very busy fall for you uh, between the NASCAR stuff, the horse racing, and you are also involved in classic car auctions. That's a, another part of the Kurt Becker life. Kind of talk us through what you do with car auctions when you're not at the horse track or the NASCAR track. Well, I've been a member of the Barrett-Jackson auction crew for around 14 or 15 years now. And, of course, Barrett-Jackson, they have classic car, collector car events. 
at four different locations throughout the course of the year. The schedule is usually Scottsdale, Arizona in January, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida in April, and then uh, late June, we typically come out your direction, Kyle, to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, and then there's a venue in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay in the fall. My, my role there is to be the announcer. I, I stand on the auction block and I give the, the description of the car as it rolls up onto the block, try to hit the what I see as the, the bullet points or selling points in that description. The description that the consigner gives you, it might, it might be five or six paragraphs long, but it's up to me to condense that and present that to the public by identifying what I think will most resonate with the public in the span of maybe a, a 20 or 30 second opening speech. I, you know, sometimes people ask me, I, I get the question a lot with Barrett Jackson, well, how did you end up getting a job on their crew? And uh, it, the reason it came about, a, a gentleman by the name of Tommy Assiter out of Amarillo, Texas, goes by the nickname Spanky. Spanky for many, many years was the head auctioneer at Barrett Jackson and he worked thoroughbred auctions with me in Kentucky. And I can still remember, he, he turned to me one day and he said, we need an announcer at Barrett Jackson. Would you like to do it? And I said, no. That, my first reaction was no. And he said, he said, I've got guys that send me audio all the time. They'll send me demonstration tapes, wanting a chance to work for Barrett Jackson. And he said, I give you the chance and you turn me down. And he said, that's <laughs> fine. But he said, I want to know why. Why would you not want to work Barrett Jackson? And, and I said at the time, I told him, I said, Spanky, I really don't know anything about classic cars. And his response was, you don't know anything about horses, but that never stops you in this business. And I would be right there with you. I would be scared to death because I know not a thing about classic cars. And to stand in front of thousands of people and describe something you don't know, that's kind of daunting. Well, I, I was fortunate on a couple of fronts. Uh, one is I've got an older brother who was always the member of our family who was really into classic cars. And he had an appreciation for them uh, from the time we were kids growing up in the 1970s. And he liked everything from classic cars to street rods. He was, he was the member of the family that would uh, have a subscription to Hot Rod Magazine. And he was talking about Smokey Eunuch before I knew who Smokey even was. So uh, my, I, I learned a little bit from just growing up around a brother who really liked the car industry. And there was an auctioneer on the staff at the time I started at Barrett Jackson, uh, a couple of them, one named Mark Gelman from California and another Jimmy Landis from Pennsylvania. And those guys had been longtime uh, auto auctioneers. They still are active in the industry. And I soon learned they had such a good sense of what was an important selling point on a car. And I learned a lot early on at Barrett Jackson. I would listen to them and the other auctioneers who occasionally in the midst of their auctioneer chant would throw something into the chant that, that resonated with the public. A, a good example of that on, on a lot of the, uh, the street rods. I, I, never, I never knew uh, that there was a difference between uh, building, building a hot rod car with all steel body panels versus fiberglass. And I would hear the auctioneer occasionally throw that in there because they've got the same description of the car in front of them as I do as the announcer. And I would just hear them throw a phrase like, all steel, all steel. Well, if you pay attention, and, and Kyle, you know this, you and I have talked about this in broadcasting with Motor Racing Network. 
you and I have had a chance to work around some terrific broadcasters over the years, and, and, and it's the same principle. Sometimes if you just keep quiet, keep your ears open, you can learn a lot. Absolutely. And I, I have kind of lived by that rule the last uh, several years, no doubt. Um, so a busy fall potentially for all of us, a very fluid situation. Passing the time now, a lot of us have turned to <clears throat> the virtual world, iRacing. Final question for you. Have you got into esports and, and iRacing and watching these events unfold on TV, especially in the NASCAR, uh, the NASCAR world? One of the most fascinating aspects of this whole lockdown has been following iRacing. And I used to hear drivers, Kyle, you and I would go through the garage area and we would talk to drivers that, that had a background in iRacing. And frankly, I never knew what it was. And sometimes I was too ashamed to admit my ignorance and just speak up and, and ask, well, well, what is this? And finally, not long before we went under the lockdown, I think you and I were somewhere in a garage and, and I finally spoke up and asked a, a driver in, in the NASCAR, Gander, RB, and Outdoors Truck Series, well, what is what exactly is iRacing? Well, now that I've seen it, again, it's that same principle. Until you actually see it play out, it's, it's difficult to appreciate. Now that I've seen it, I love it. Would I rather be at the Speedway right now? Sure. Would I rather see real racing right in, under my nose? Of course I would. I think we all would. But I look, as a guy who does a lot of work in the horse business, I've had a lot of colleagues that have sent me text messages or emails commending the motorsports world and saying, look, I wish we had something like this in horse racing because the motorsports industry is putting content out there and it's very entertaining. I've enjoyed following. And that content streams from NASCAR to IMSA, IndyCar, short tracks across the country. It's been fun to watch and watch, been fun to watch grow these last six weeks. Kurt, uh, time is short. Thank you for joining us here on MRN Crew Call. Uh, go back to... Uh, whatever you're doing during this lockdown. Kyle, I appreciate the time. It's been fun to catch up and hope to get a chance before long to see you in person. God, I hope so. We'll see you at the track soon. Sounds good. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Motor Racing Network broadcaster Kurt Becker here on this week's edition of Crew Call. Remember, if you have a question for any of us on the MRN staff, go to Twitter and use the hashtag AskMRN and uh, our Twitter handle at MRN Radio. That's it for this week's edition of Crew Call. We'll be back next week for another great conversation for producer Rich Colbreth, Brian Yesowich, and Kurt Becker. I'm Kyle Ricky. See you next week. MRN Crew Call was brought to you by Hercules Tires.